Uh, there we go. I had to make sure that I got my hat and everything squared away where it's supposed to be. Let me see if I can make this work. There we go. Much better. Deshaun Tate back with you guys. As you know, we like to call it what you're watching right now. The best, the most entertaining, the most informational and the most educational basketball content on the planet. Of course, in the form of a podcast, Tate's Take. Find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Also streaming live on Periscope, uh, on Twitch, as well as on Facebook and as well as on YouTube. Make sure that you go and subscribe again. Subscribe anywhere you find your favorite pod. Uh, make sure that you, uh, we always tell you, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama where to find the information. Also, uh, be sure to follow along on all social media platforms. At Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. Hashtag where basketball lives. And everybody knows I love to have my guests. I love my guests. I love my guests. And this one particularly is a very special one. Not that the other ones aren't, but my dude, Rob Parker, huge mentor of mine, put us two together. He's got some Detroit ties as well. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the guest that I am bringing on. There he is right now. There's my guy bringing him in from the back, uh, from the green room, Bernie Frado, national host of straight out of Vegas, uh, from Fox sports, uh, radio, find him on social media platforms at Bernie Frado. That is at Bernie, B-E-R-N-I-E, Frado, F-R-A-T-T-O. Bernie, thanks so much for joining me on the program, on the podcast, and also for me uh, being on uh, on your platform a couple times as well. Overly grateful and appreciated. How are you? Well, good to see you, Deshaun. That's correct. We actually met on The Odd Couple back in March when I was co-hosting with Rob Parker. And, of course, Rob and I spent a decade together in Detroit. Uh, co-hosting shows together and covering the 04 Detroit Pistons, who won the won the uh, the NBA championship that that year, beating the Lakers in five. And you've been on my show straight out of Vegas a couple times, and we'll have you on again. Always a lot of fun. Always tons and loads of fun. Um, let me get this out of the way first before we start diving into some of the obvious Eastern Conference uh, finals and Western Conference finals and things that we're going to see here on tonight as well as on tomorrow and going forward. Detroit Pistons have the number one pick in the draft. Okay, we just saw that in the lottery just a couple of days ago. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of when you when you think Detroit basketball, obviously, where they were before and where they are now, a lot of these markets in the Midwest, very uh, difficult uh, markets to be in, it seems like this time, uh, right now, what is, what do you see in terms of that team as far as like their biggest needs or, or, or just where you would imagine, I know everybody's talking Kate Cunningham, you've got Mobley, you've got Jalen Green and all these other guys. Uh, what do you kind of move do you anticipate that they will make? Because me personally, a couple of people asked me, you're a diehard bad boy. What do you think? I'm like, just get this thing right. The last time they had like a number two pick, we already know how that went. I don't want to buy it all over the place. So we won't go back there. What do you think when you see Detroit Pistons and what their biggest need is right now? Well, they need everything. They're completely rebuilding from the ground up. And there's not a dot in my mind, Deshaun, that Cade Cunningham is their guy. He is a game changer. He was phenomenal. He was one-man wrecking crew at Oklahoma State. And more importantly, he's going to sell tickets, right? And uh, the, the, the Pistons have actually only had the number one pick Three times in their history in 54 years, coincidentally enough, 1967, they had the number one overall pick. Jimmy Walker, he's the father of a guy you may have heard of, Jalen Rose. 
little trivia there. And then they had Bob Lanier in 1970. Of course, for my money, the Pistons really began their real rebuild, which lasted a couple decades when they got Isaiah Thomas out of Indiana in 1981. Because from that, Chuck Daly came, Chuck started to backfill. And I remember covering the bad boy Pistons. They came this close to three-peating. It took the Lakers to seven games in 88, and they beat the Lakers in 89 and Portland in 90. Then I was there in Detroit when Larry Brown came in. Joe D., Joe Dumars, Hall of Famer, who could guard Michael Jordan like nobody's business, became our general manager, constructed a fabulous team. We, our statement in Detroit was, in Joe D., we trust. And he had three of the most unique players in the history of basketball. Tayshawn Prince with about a seven-foot-five wingspan. Big Ben Wallace, uh, Fear the Fro, who was just on TV the other night. Fabulous rebounder. And then, of course, Rasheed Wallace, a seven-footer who could shoot threes and was a big-time player. But it was all about defense, defense, defense. Chuck Daly's motto was always start with a stop. So same with Larry Brown. Although Cade Cunningham will be an offensive player and he's going to do a lot, he's going to sell tickets, they've still got to backfill him. Truth of the matter is, Deshaun, they're a long ways away. By the way, you probably saw where Rick Carlisle uh, signed with the uh, five-year deal with uh, Indiana. The old becomes new again. He was there November 19th, 2004, Malice at the Palace, and I was right there in the middle of it, you know, covering it. That was that, that that wasn't you over there throwing cold beverages on players or anything like that, was it, Bernie? Oh man, I, I hit my cutoff, man. I didn't make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> Always start with a stop. I guess that definitely makes sense. And obviously, I love that motto. I might be confusing some folks right now. It's like, are you really a bad boy piston wearing that t-shirt, wearing that hat? But as you know, Bernie, you got to go with what pays the bills and gives you the opportunities right now. So we're just going to leave that at that part uh, as of right now. Um, before we go deep into these uh, conference finals, I want to talk about it, paint it with a broad brush a little bit, if you will. Uh, the fact that we have something that looks a little bit different right now, yes. uh, considering the fact that, you know, these are four markets, obviously LA is the much bigger market than the others, but it is the Clippers. It's not the Lakers. So we're going to have a different champion at some point between the Bucks and, you know, the Hawks and the Clippers and the Suns, something that we haven't really seen or haven't seen in such a long time. Um, do you think that that's something that is particularly good for the NBA? Like I was thinking about it during college basketball. But like when this thing is all said and done, history is going to be made because of the fact um, that we do have uh, either the Baylor Bears or the Gonzaga Bulldogs that is going to win this championship. Okay, and so I'm looking at this like we're going to have something brand spanking new, somebody brand new that is going to be um hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy, the Go trophy. And I think that that's going to be awesome. Me personally for the league. And once we get um, Bernie back on here, he'll be able to uh, talk. Check, 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 mic check, 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 mic check. Okay. Has some technical difficulties, and we're going to get Bernie back on here to uh, kind of talk a little bit uh, 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 about some of the questions. But I'll just jump in and 
until uh, Bernie gets a chance to come back and, 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 and join us and come back with us. But I think that it's great. You know, the, I, I'll tell you a little something about a few of these teams uh, in case you've been living under a rock and haven't been watching playoff basketball, which I think is totally awesome. Nothing like it. But uh, in regards to let's start off with the Los Angeles Clippers. I said this earlier. I've said this on multiple shows. I take it with me as I am a guest on multiple shows. To see the Clippers doing what they're doing is totally unexpected. Some people might say, eh, they got the team to do it, or they got this, they got... They're doing it all without Kawhi Leonard, first and foremost, with Paul George also. I also had a question for Bernie about something that can help Ben Simmons. And I'll say it right here first. If there's anybody that can help Ben Simmons right now with what he's going through mentally amongst everything else, Maybe he should try reaching out to Paul George. Nobody was killed remotely close throughout the entire season um, this year, the way that Ben Simmons is leading up into this year, the way that Paul George was coming out of last year, breaking the shot off the side of the backboard, finishing the year off last year and getting destroyed uh, after a 3-1 comeback by um by the Denver Nuggets to make the conference finals last year. And people were just killing him, me included. This guy was one of them that was leading the way. Um, and so with that being said, I think that there's nobody, uh, or I shouldn't say nobody other than, but certainly Ben Simmons should be picking Paul George's brain because he went back to the drum board. He shut everybody else out, didn't really worry about what everyone else was saying about him. Uh, and, and just tried to reinvigorate, I guess, um, so much for people that use big words that don't know probably how to spell them, but reinvigorate his game a little bit uh, and, and, and just kind of uh, staying true to himself, getting in the gym and trying to shut down and shut the haters up a little bit, if you will. Something that I think would be a good idea for Ben Simmons. But me saying this about the Los Angeles Clippers and how it relates to uh, Paul George is – He's clearly the one leading this team. They don't have Kawhi Leonard, who probably ever would have thought it for real. That's not to say they have a bad team because they don't. That's not to say that they stink because they don't. Think about how far they've come. I mean, this is their first conference finals in what I think they said over like 50 years that this whole thing has been. I mean, since they've been an organization, first time ever doing it. Uh, and, and so with that, uh, considering all things, I, you would imagine that um, – this wouldn't have been the team to do it. Like last year, they had some really good teams. Lob City teams with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul and those guys, they had really good teams. Uh, how about even like when there was, you know, your your Elton Brand and Lamar Odom and those guys, they had really good teams as well. Uh, so when you consider all of that, uh, to see this team do it, uh, I wouldn't say they necessarily exceeded expectations per se, uh, but they certainly got their work cut out for them in tonight's game where we will see, there we go, Western Conference Finals, Game 3, the Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Clippers, of course, again tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Phoenix Suns leading that series 2-0. to zero. I think it's a must-win, a closeout game, and I want to get my dude Bernie back from the green room, back in now uh, to join us so I can ask him a little bit of that same deal. Here, here we go. Let's bring in Bernie. And there's my dude, Bernie. Thanks for coming I, back. Hey, and I'm so, can us, you hear Bernie. me? I, I'm so sorry. It's 114 in Las Vegas. My phone literally <laughs> overheated. So I had to make a 
had to call an audible there. I really apologize, Deshaun. You were asking no. me before I uh, went uh, south there if I thought the new blood in the NBA was good. And, and absolutely, uh, you're spot on uh, in terms of uh, where you were heading with this. And I'll tell you why. There's a bit of a change of the guard happening right now. Obviously, uh, this this playoffs has been what I call a war of attrition. First, LeBron was hurt, and Anthony Davis was hurt, correct? Right on down the line, Kyrie got hurt. So you've got some young studs, Trey Young in Atlanta, Devin Booker, right? And then, of course, Giannis. I think it's absolutely wonderful uh, for the NBA, for everybody to see this new talent on display and when you look at what these young guys are doing and proving they can do it when it matters most, Atlanta is 13-1 and since March 1st in games decided by less than five points. They're 10-1 on the road and 5-1 on the road in the playoffs. You don't do that unless you got some junk in your trunk. They're proving they absolutely are ready for prime time. Yeah, people in Atlanta are salivating over some of the facts and the stats that you just uh, released. And you know what? I said this. Again, uh, uh, and I'll even propose it to you, and you let me know if you think this is a good idea or not. I'm not sure that there's many things that I would take away from uh, Paul George, per se, but if I am Ben Simmons, I would probably pick his brain just a little bit because nobody killed a player more coming into this season and felt like he probably had something to prove or shutting haters up than Paul George did the way that they were coming out of uh, that 3-1 comeback deficit that was cut uh, by uh, by Denver last year and Paul George in the side of the backboard and all that kind of stuff. Kind of overcoming that now. Seems like it's like forever ago since that happened. Um, are you on, 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 on board? Does that make sense to you? Do you agree with that, with everything that Ben Simmons, all the slack that he's getting right now? Uh, maybe being in that same breath in the same way that we, you know, talked uh, about Paul George a season ago, maybe picking his brain to see how he overcame that. Uh, there's no question. First of all, Ben Simmons is a young guy. He's got his whole career ahead of him. Uh, I was an intern at the Forum when Magic was a rookie. And if you could have seen his game as a rookie versus what it was six years later, where he figured out the baby hook and he developed a perimeter game and he came back and became one of the better free throw shooters. Ben Simmons averaged 16, eight and eight during the regular season. And Ben Simmons can play. This is what I call star polishing. I, I would not give up on the kid at all. I think what they've got to do is surround him with the kind of pieces that enable him to work within the framework of Philadelphia's offense. I don't think you throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's just my opinion. I know my opinions in the minority. But I think he's a better-than-average point guard, and he's a better-than-average distributor. And Isaiah Thomas once told me he believed point guard was the most important position in all of sports because one man with the ball in his hand can control the movements of nine other people. So mm -hmm. Ben Simmons is a young guy. Look, they regressed a bit. They almost had Toronto beat. Kawhi's shot bounced around six times and off the top row went in. You know, who knows what would have happened if Philadelphia would have advanced. But I would not give up on this kid just yet. Uh, Paul George and the Clippers, I am still of the belief they're going to be very much heard from in this series. They were down 0-2 in their first two playoffs game, you know, playoff rounds. So now they're down 0-2. Okay, do they have more they want them? I wouldn't say that, but I would say this. Phoenix won the first game by six, and they won the second game by one. I can't say they've dominated the Clippers, although if you're a Phoenix fan, what you're saying is, well, Devin had a bad shooting night week two, uh, game two, and – and Chris Paul wasn't there. 
but that but that doesn't matter. The Clippers still have the number four defense in the league, and what they need to do is find a way to play four quarters. And I think you're going to get a max effort out of the Clippers tonight. And I think it's going to be two one. And I think Paul George knows all too well. Look, he missed the two free throws. So if you're looking to if you're looking to dog the guy there, he just opened the door for you. But you got to juxtapose that again in the framework of what he's done. He's been pretty solid in the playoffs without Kawhi. I want to throw this out there real quick. You mentioned 115 in Las Vegas. Man, I usually come out there for summer league every year with last year being the obvious exception. And, yes, people, it does get that hot. I'm talking about frying eggs on the concrete type stuff. That's for real. Um, That's for real. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is is a real thing. You don't Um, need to go to Denny's. You just throw it on the concrete right here and you'll have your sunny side up in about, about 30 seconds. Bacon and everything else. Where versus Michigan, <laughs> where where Michigan, where I'm from, is it gets so cold there you can you know spit on the ground and it'll freeze before it even hits the ground. Um, let me ask you a little <laughs> bit more about this uh, Phoenix and, and and Clippers on tonight. Two part question. Number one, do you feel like this is a must win at all costs? for the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, where they haven't always been really all that good at home this season, especially considering in the playoffs. Is this a must-win, and who do you consider the X-factors for this game tonight, whether it be for the Clippers, whether it be for the Phoenix Suns, or for both teams? X-factors, and do you feel like it's a must-win? Well, I do feel it's a must-win because no one's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in the conference finals. So I can't imagine if they can't get it done in their first three, they'd have to come back and win four more. And I think what you've got to see is max effort out of the Clippers and their bench. They go nine deep. They play good defense. They switch, they rotate, they communicate. When they want to, they can be very ferocious. The second thing is, I know it's very cliche, the Clippers got to get out of the gate early, all right? You don't want to give Phoenix uh, confidence. You don't want them to go into halftime ahead. You want the Clippers to play from ahead. And I think, again, it needs to start with defense. And, you know, I don't know who you get it out of tonight. You get it out of somebody on the bench besides Paul George. And they've got plenty of guys that can do it, whether, you know, whether it's Rondo, right, pick a guy. It's going to be a matter of someone else stepping up besides Paul George and playing team defense. Again, I know it sounds cliche, but the Clippers go deeper than anybody in the tournament, I believe. They still go nine deep. I want to ask you about this because I know you're out there in Las Vegas, and I'm not sure if you're this – uh, if you're the right person to ask about this, I always try and help people get their bills paid. Tonight, the Clippers are a, um, are a, uh, I think they're, they're a one minus point underdog. One, one point they're underdog. Under- so they're a plus. Okay, so they're so they're a plus one on the evening. Okay, the over under I think is set somewhere right at around two twenty one. I feel like that's the number somewhere in that range. Um, which way would you kind of? hedge if you were a betting man i try to help the people out a little bit what better person to ask than someone who's already in vegas like bernie frado who's got tons of money sticking out of his pockets which way would you go with any of that bernie so these are all excellent questions and uh as far as the total i wouldn't touch the total tonight because with chris paul returning to the floor i'm not sure how he's going to fit after 10 days off in that offense and phoenix by the way is far better defensively with Chris Paul on the floor. They're a far better defensive team than people realize. The first game, the total was 219, and they landed on 230, 231, or something like that. I think it was one – I forget. It was over up in the 230s. The second game total was 224, and it went well under. So it's a bit of a crapshoot. But there is a pretty solid trend. When an NBA team loses a road game 
game two uh, of the uh, series, and they go home for game three after having lost in game two on the road. They cover the first half about 73% of the time. So if you're feeling a little saucy, if you bet the Clippers first half, there'll probably be a pick em or plus one. It's a pretty solid bet in terms of the trend. That said, you never know what you're going to get, but history has a tendency to repeat themselves in these things, and you'd expect you'd get max effort coming home down 2-0 for the Clippers. Speaking of feeling a little bit saucy, I think I might kick my heels up and have me a cold adult beverage tonight while I'm watching game three. In the locker room right now, episode 89, Bernie Frado, national host of Straight Out of Vegas uh, from Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you give him a follow on social at Bernie Frado. That is at Bernie Frado. I want to go over before we get you up out of here uh, because we definitely don't want to keep you for too, too, too long. Uh, but certainly appreciative of you uh, joining us uh, here on the program. Let's go with um, uh, let's go with this. What we saw last night, the buck stops here, of course. Um, the Atlanta Hawks uh, taking down the number one seed in Milwaukee Bucks yet again. Uh, the Atlanta is unbeaten in game ones in the postseason this year, ironically enough. Uh, is it Let's see how I can word this question to you. Is it is it smart of us as a people to continue? And this is a two-part question. This is the first part. Is it smart for us to continue uh, uh, discounting what the Hawks can do and if they can win series and they just keep seeming like they're proving people wrong over and over again? I'm pretty sure Trey Young and all those guys just saying to themselves, duly noted in their head, you know, mental note, keep doubting us. That only adds fuel to the fire, and it feels that way watching the game as a fan. Do you think that it's smart for that to happen? What are you seeing out of the Atlanta Hawks? Because between them and much like the Phoenix Suns, who had higher expectations, obviously, in the playoffs, it's like the rose that, 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 that the, the, the rose that grew from the concrete almost. What are you seeing on last night's game, even within this series, with some of the confidence that the Atlanta Hawks have right now? Yeah, very good questions. There's a lot to unpack there. And let's let's start with 30,000 feet and come down uh, because when Lloyd Pierce was removed, uh, they were 14 and 20. Since then, the Hawks are 37 and 13. And they're not only 37 and 13, they are also 37 and 26 against the spread. And for some reason, the betting markets haven't adjusted. Here's what I mean by that. They were an eight-point underdog last night at Milwaukee. And to your point, you, you aptly, uh, you're correct in that uh, annotating the fact that the Hawks have not only won game ones of all three of their playoff series against New York, Philly, and now Milwaukee, they won game ones on the road. So they swoop right into a hostile arena and they win three straight game ones as underdogs. And that's something to, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. So when you look at Atlanta and how they're doing it, uh, first of all, start with Trey Young, 48 points last night, but they've rallied around him. And the scouts were wrong about this guy. They said he turned the ball over. They weren't sure if he had the frame. He would just be a shooter. He does everything. Teams have blitzed him. They can't stop him. They can't stop the floater. He creates his own shot off the bounce. He's getting tremendous support. Kevin Herter. And they Atlanta plays better defense than people realize as well. What's interesting is Milwaukee only shot – uh, I think they were 8 of 36 from uh, three-point land. And so the Milwaukee fans are saying, well, we won't shoot that bad from behind the arc in game two. Well, Atlanta only shot 9 of 36 from three-point land. They were 25%. So they look to be the more complete team. 
But you know, Keishan, or um, Deshaun, I'm sorry, when you get to crunch time and there's a minute or two to go in the game and it gets, you know, kind of hot and it's hard to breathe, the Hawks are cool customers. That stat I just gave, 13-1 and one in games decided by less than five points, 10-1 and one on the road in their last 11, 5-1 and one on the road in the playoffs. This game really could have gone either way, but it was Atlanta at the end that had the cool customers and were able to make the plays when they needed them both. So if for no other reason, they've not only proven they're battle-tested, you've got to take this team very serious. They absolutely can beat Milwaukee in this series. Now, I expect Milwaukee to come back with max effort, but, you know, Giannis needs help too. He needs help from Holiday. You know, I think it was either Holiday or Middleton. One of the two were 0-9 from behind the arc the other night. They've got to be clicking because they don't have the margin of error. And I think there's a lot of self-imposed pressure on Milwaukee. And I'm not sure about Budenholzer as an X and O's guy. When he was in Atlanta, he was a great regular season coach, right? You know, you there, you've been covering the team for, for years. You probably covered the team when he was there. They were outstanding. You know, he knows what he's doing, but he sat next to Pop on the bench all the years in San Antonio. But for some reason, when he gets to the playoffs, he turns into red clots. And so the bottom line is, You've got a situation where I think Atlanta is the money team and they're going to continue to be value, and it would not surprise me if the series not only goes very deep, six, maybe seven games, but Atlanta finds himself in the finals. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of saying some similar things and trending in that direction for sure with the thought process, especially considering the result of uh, of lot last night's game. I've always been the guy that's comparing um, uh, Mike Budenholzer to uh, – to, to, to somebody like a Rick Barnes, really good in the regular season, great in the I regular mean, season. Yeah. Postseason starts coming around. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm not so and, sure. And, and there's a difference, time. as you well know, the adjustments uh-huh. you have to make and the matchups you have to find. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, anytime we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks, as you can see down there at the bottom of the ticker during this portion of the show, Hawk Talk. Of course, uh, it's sponsored and powered by Exotics by Curtis Smith. Just make sure that we're paying our bills over here on this side of the program. <laughs> Look good, feel good, play great. Exoticsproducts.com. All 110% natural grooming products. Works well for women, men, graduations, birthdays, Father's Day. I know we're past it, but if you're a little late to the Father's Day party, <laughs> you can still go and pick it up. Exoticsproducts.com discount code at the checkout line make sure you put in tate's take as you see it there at the bottom of the ticker t-a-t-e-s-t-a-k-e and get yourself 15 percent off now uh moving ahead as we're kind of gonna get ready to somewhat preview game two uh and this is what will conclude us bernie appreciate you for joining us that's gonna take place on tomorrow so if you're listening to this tomorrow you know it's gonna take place tonight um game two atlanta at milwaukee a rematch uh friday uh 8 30 p eastern standard time i think that's a tnt game atlanta obviously leading that series one zero let me ask you this on the money making side because i want to put some more money more money more money more money um into people's pockets bernie um that is a hawks plus seven and a half uh and uh the over under being uh 126 what are your thoughts on that which way would you uh, highly influence the people to go. Now, by the way, the, I believe the over-under is 226, right? Not I'm sorry, 226. That's okay. And by the way, that's pretty cool product line you got. You know what Dean always says? You look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good, right? That's that's from Dion. There yeah, you go, yeah. my man. All right, so look, uh, 
one of the things I think you're going to see is a quicker pace tomorrow. Both teams want to get into their offenses, get up the floor. They were getting shots off early in the clock. The game started very slow last night, was trending under, and ended up going over. They landed on 229. The total was 225 and a half. And in the first quarter, they only had about 42 points with a couple minutes to go, and then offense really kicked in, and then there was a 60-point third quarter. I'm not going to touch the side. I would expect Milwaukee to even the series, but I am not in a hurry to lay seven and a half points, eight points tomorrow against this Atlanta Hawk team. I don't want to go against the zigzag theory. The zigzag theory typically is if the home team loses game one, they usually come back and cover game two. But this Atlanta team's a little weird, and they have not. I think this line's artificially high. However, I do expect a high-scoring game, and I do expect it to go over that total of 226. I would expect Milwaukee to shoot the ball a little better from behind the arc. Somebody please send send uh, you know uh, uh, Giannis a fax or something. Stop shooting threes. Drive the lane. Use your athleticism. You know what? The Hawks' low-post interior defense is not equipped to really handle someone like Giannis. Go to the line. Draw contact. Maybe get the end one. I don't know why he wants to shoot threes. Middleton, Holiday, we'll leave that up to you, right? Pat Connaughton, whatever the case may be. Milwaukee is pretty good offensively, but they got to be clicking to do it. I expect another high-scoring game tomorrow night, so I would lean to the over. And ironically enough, being the bigger team, getting, I think, out-rebounded by the Atlanta Hawks, yes. which is a little on the more odd side of what we saw uh, on last night. Before we get you out of here, let me ask you one last thing. Um uh, who do you see as X factors for uh, maybe even if it's not just only for game two, certainly for game two, but maybe even for this series in this particular matchup? The game out of Kevin Herter. Uh, last series opened up. And anytime you can create space for the Hawks, their defense becomes unstoppable. So Trey's going to get his, right? He had 48. They're not going to stop him. The young man is everything you could ask for. And he just has my ultimate respect. Uh, and I, I know his coach, Lon Kruger, he played for Oklahoma. The, the kid, I, I'm sure he learned a lot of it from his father. He's way ahead of his years, right? So he's providing leadership. When you go into Madison Square Garden, they're calling you every name in the book and throwing stuff at you and spitting on you. And he laughs it off like it's nothing. That young man is something special, and I think he's elevated everybody around him. So Atlanta's defense, better than people realize. I'd like to see another game, uh, a couple big games out of their uh, their supporting cast. Concluding our Hawk Talk segment, as you see it there at the bottom, uh, sponsored and powered by Exotics, by Curtis Smith. Look good, feel good, play great. Don't forget pay great exoticsproducts.com <laughs> all 110% natural products uh and, and as well as uh no chemicals added make sure when you get to the discount code on these grooming products trust me they are phenomenal trust me i've been using it trade matter of fact real quick for you bernie uh, how i learned about exotics products was i was at all-star weekend in chicago last year and, and, and rooming with some of Trey Young's family's people and all that kind of stuff and got connected up and everything and, 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 and introduced me to some of these grooming products. I'm just using regular shaving cream and just kind of doing my thing with my dollar store razor. And it's like, no, we got to hook you up to some of this real stuff. Like you're a real young man. You're professional. We got to hook you up. And after that, dude, I was sold. I've been using it daily. 
faithfully and religiously ever since. So you guys make sure that you go out there and get your 15% off by putting in Tate's Tate in the discount code. <laughs> Two words for you, my man. On fleek. They still saying that these days? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not one of the cool kids anymore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, again, so everybody knows, uh, I met Deshaun. We, he came on our show. Came on the odd couple when I was with Rob sitting in for Chris Broussard. Did a great job. I ended up texting him and said, Hey, dude, that was uh, special. And we kind of connected and became boys there. And he's been on my show. I'm going to have you on again, uh, my show, Straight Out of Vegas on Fox, Saturday nights, 11 p Pacific. I want to have you on around the draft, right after the draft. So we'll chop it up and talk about who got who and who helped himself out. And we'll project because, as you all know, it's a crapshoot, man. You never know who's going to acclimate to the NBA. It is the toughest league in the world to have success because it's an international game. You only got 12 guys on every roster, and everybody's a, you know, is a world-class athlete. And, and to find your place and to be able to defend and do all the things. So we'll have you on. The draft is July 29th. Yep. We'll probably have you on right after the draft. And, uh, we, you know, but that's my prediction. Cade Cunningham will be a Piston. Can't wait and looking forward to it. Thanks for all the flowers and kind gestures and compliments and so forth. And just seeing some value in me, I really do appreciate it. Uh, and I do thank you so much. My mom is going to, I can hear my mom already saying, well, about time you did something. You don't do anything but run your mouth and watch basketball. So it's good that you found and created. You can make a, a good living at that now. These days you can make a good living at that, moms. Come on, man. I know. I know, right? You know what? And you work dude. hard, too. Let me tell you something, man. You work hard, things happen. You know. I do. I do. And 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 thank you so much for that. And we're going to keep pushing and pressing and pulling and bending and twisting and doing everything that we need to do uh, to make that happen. But and zigging and zagging. Yeah, it's right? zigging and zagging. And let That's me tell you it. something whatever real quick. Whatever it takes. Any, whatever, what, stepping out on faith for whatever it takes. And I want to make sure that I mention this too, though, Bernie, because this is something that's very important. I promise we're going to get you out of here. Listen, things like this cannot be possible and happen without the people to that have come before you and help put these opportunities in place. So I want to say thank you. I tell Rob, thank you all the time. He's probably like, dude, stop thanking me every five seconds. Also, thank you and connecting those dots and bridges and so forth. For, for, for just uh, finding some value, believing in me and what I like to bring over the airwaves. I just want to educate people. I don't want to sell dope. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to educate the people and make a little bit of a living off my expertise. And since I am um, always sacrificing and staying up really late at night watching this stuff. So I appreciate it. Bernie Frado, national host of Straight Out of Vegas. Make sure you check out this guy's show. It's on the late night tip for some of you people on the East Coast. But I promise you it is more than worth it. National host of Straight Out of Vegas from Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter. Always posting really awesome things at Bernie Frado. That is at Bernie Frado. Bernie, thanks so much for joining the program. God bless you. Thanks so much. And by the way, I know some folks don't want to stay up late. I get, I feel you. You always got the podcast. It's up within half an hour after the show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, we'll talk soon, man. Sounds keep, good. Looking keep forward up the great, to it. Keep up the great work, Deshaun. Takes, takes. Thank, thank you so much. Blessings and prosperity. There goes my dude, Bernie Frado, right there. And of course, I'm always overly grateful and thankful that uh he had the uh opportunity to step in and and to uh join us as well on on, on the uh on the program and 
just want to remind um, everybody to where you can go and um, uh, my dude, TJ Reeves, you're talking about, man, people who people who are huge blessings in your life. And uh, I wasn't always as somewhat consistent. I can be much better. Trust me and persistent. Uh, but this dude is hung in there with me and I have to make sure I give him his flowers as well. TJ Reeves, who is a huge contributor, probably a bigger contributor than I am to my own show. Uh, and I, I'm thankful for just having the opportunity to meet this guy, TJ Reeves. You can be like TJ Reeves, too, and be a part of the conversation. As you can see, we stream live on Facebook as well as on Periscope, on Twitch, and on YouTube. You see the little uh, blue box there with the white lowercase f in it. He's following along on Facebook commenting uh says just seeing you guys her hey hey bernie on the hawks the line in vegas before last night on them to win the nba finals was 15 to 1 for crying out loud what has it dropped down to after they won game one geez i, I got I'll, I'll tell you what i'll do I'll, t- I'll tell you what i'll do tj i'll reach out to bernie i'll make that connection and find out that answer for you uh because you came in a little after he got off the air but uh, i'll certainly uh, reach out and, and have that answer for you. TJ Reeves, make sure you go and follow him too. Listen, he's all over the place. He's down there in Champa Bay and all that good stuff down there in Tampa. And, and, uh, I see his, his boats, the, 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 the lightning are doing their thing in the Stanley cup right now. I was just teasing them the other day. Like are my red wings old ways rubbing off on, on the lightning and, and, and things like that title town down there. Uh, but follow him at Buck sideline guy does a phenomenal job. You can, he, you can hear him all over the place. Uh, he's a sideline reporter for, um, obviously for the, uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. And, uh, I got something special. I've, I've gotten almost everybody else out of the way, except for TJ and, um, and, and Rob Parker. So my condolence, uh, I'm sorry, my apologies, charge it to my head, not to my heart. I still have a nice something for you, a gift that I brought back from, uh, from, from, uh, from Indianapolis that I haven't gotten, uh, around the way to, uh, mailing out just yet, but looking forward to doing it. TJ saying you are my PR agent, unless PR stands for something else besides we're not going to get into that. What we are going to do is we're going to get out of this. Uh, but I do appreciate everybody that had a chance to come on and, and, and show some love and check us out. Uh, TJ Reeves, obviously, who's a huge supporter. Uh, Bernie from Fox Sports Radio. Bernie Frado uh, that shows some love as well. And, of course, for you people who are looking to get your bills paid a little bit more than what Bernie provided for us, TJ Reeves said he just found it. The Hawks have dropped from 15 to 1 to 8 to 1 chances to win, not just to make it to the finals, but to win the Larry O, uh, the, the, the Larry o, hang, hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy uh, and win the world championship, uh, uh, win the finals after uh, winning the game on last night. So things are changing a little bit in the favor of the Hawks. If you would have caught them when the playoffs was, oh my goodness, can't even imagine. Uh, that's that's got to be up there with Cameron Payne being the 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 the, the leading scorer for uh, for Phoenix or Terrence Mann being the leading scorer having 39 points uh, for uh, for for the Clippers a few nights ago. But hey, listen, appreciate everybody for coming through, uh, showing some love. Remember, ExoticsProducts.com. Get your 15% off at uh, at, at checkout. Boom. Right there for the people. 50 to 1 before the playoffs. They go from 50 to 1 before the playoffs 
15 to 1 going into yesterday, and now 18 to 1. I'm sorry, 8 uh, to 1 chances. Uh, that's crazy. It's still not too late. Go in there and place your bets and get yourself some money. I brought TJ Reeves came through to put some money in you guys' pockets. Kobe Dan always does a good job. We'll get him probably later on this week, perhaps over the weekend, early part of next week, somewhere right up in that range. Might have Kate Constable tonight. Still trying to figure that part out in the post uh, post game stuff that we do 15 minutes after. Uh, but uh, Bernie educated us a little bit as well, so I appreciate him. At Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter as well as on all social media platforms, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S, hashtag, you know that that's where basketball lives, including uh, make sure that you go and subscribe, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama, where they can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational, of course, basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast, none other than what you're listening to right now and going to share along with your friends later. Um to take the podcast. Appreciate everybody for uh, for sharing all that information. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye.